Welcome back to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. Today we have a special episode featuring Sunny Day and some of her character backstory. She's a pretty long-lived elf by the time she started her running career, so there's a lot to tell. For now, we'll be focusing on how she ended up trading a successful career as a Horizon psychiatrist for the uncertainty of the shadows. We'll find out more about her relationship with Nick Luciano and why she puts up with his antics, as well as how she earned the attention of Trollface as his potential replacement. We begin the scene with Terrence, aka Trollface, and Sunny at dinner as she discusses how the extraction run he'd hired her for went. We hope you enjoy listening. Hi everybody, this is Max and I'm here with Cassie. We're going to be doing the background story for Sunny's character to kind of get an idea where she's come from and how did she get to where she's at. She's currently at a restaurant with Trollface. It's a Turkish restaurant in downtown Seattle where they're about to have some casual conversation and uh, it will highlight some of Sunny's past runs with the group as well as highlight her relation with Trollface. This conversation that Trollface and Sunny are about to have took place only a few days after Sunny's first run for Trollface. He's hired her to do a run of grand proportions. She was successful with her team, and now they sit down to talk it out. Yeah. Okay. Give him the, uh, the blow by blow, as it were. Let's go ahead and get started. The restaurant itself... <laughs> you will get thrown out. Thrown no. out. The restaurant is uh, a casual, mom-and-pop-looking Turkish restaurant with uh, a few select plastic-looking tables and a bar, the smell of food, a rotating spit that has... Uh, Euro meat on it. Yeah. It's a very Donner, Donner, Donner meat. You're yeah. right. Donner meat on it. It's. I would say that it's probably a hole in the wall kind of place and Sunny probably picked it out. And it only has like two pieces of furniture able to hold the troll. Yeah. One is a stone bench that's up against the wall. So it's not fancy, high tech, well decored. They've got cheap fake plastic grape leaves that kind of decorate here and there to... And it's some stuff painted on the wall. Yeah. But it's the authentic food and the, the wonderful people that are there that really draw a customer into this restaurant. Yeah, they, they don't spend money on the decor. They spend it on the food, the real meats. Re- decent meats, fast food, and cheap. So we start off with they have sat down at the table. Trollface is definitely discomforted by the stone seat that he's in. But they have been given their menus, and the waiter stands waiting to receive his instructions. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, look, they got uh, they got salads. Salads. Yeah, salads. Uh, they they got salads. Yeah, if we wanted salads, we could just go to that elven place. Um. Uh, they uh, they also got falafels. Okay, let's, we'll start with a, with some falafel and dolma. What is dolma? Yeah, it's stuffed grape leaves. Oh, oh, dolma, got it. Right, <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> we'll start with that. Okay. Waiter takes the order and walks away. So, how'd everything go? 
How'd what go? Well, you know, the uh, with, with the run. How did it? Oh, right. You know, to go get Daniel. Right. Sorry. Uh, for some reason, I thought we were just going out on a date. On a on a date? Wasn't that what this is? Well, um... I mean... The, I, uh... I mean, we can go Dutch if you want. That's fine. No, no. I, I picked the place. I know. It's not your style. No, I... What do you mean? It's not my style. Any place is my style. I... I yeah. No, it's, uh... Sorry. The run. It went good? That's good to hear. Uh, you know, if by good, you mean controlled chaos... No, I, I wouldn't say that uh, that qualifies as good. <laughs> I wasn't sure how we were going to get into the place, and I didn't even know if the team would be able to work together. Or, you know, honestly, I, I thought it was over before it even began when we ran into the hellhounds. What? They, <laughs> they have hellhounds in the guard booth. That's actually, uh, that's illegal. Well, um... So is breaking and entering. <laughs> Point taken. They had a couple, but Odysseus, that guy, uh, with the guns, he with the guns, the shooting guy. Yeah. So, do you remember? It's a oh my gosh! You probably haven't ever even heard of it. This is a really old movie. It's a uh, got like a crocodile, something or other. But he goes down and he puts his hand out and he does some sort of weird mumbo jumbo thing, and then like all of the animals love him. Do you remember that movie? Anyway. Dr. Doolittle. Yes, I do know it. <laughs> I don't think that was it. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, he just did this little thing, held out his hand, and they just rubbed up on it like, you know, they were best friends. He just sent them on their way back into their little kennel, and we managed to uh, get by them without any further hassle. So, yeah. So they left us alone after that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right. So after that, everything was easy. Well, it was easy enough to navigate down into the underground after that. And uh, we found a subway line. One of the, like, a, you know, it looked kind of like it was unfinished, but still serviceable. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so yeah. So we found it, took us on a little loop. Everything seemed great until we got to... uh security <laughs> all right yeah that uh, was an absolute clusterfuck oh bullets flying fireballs exploding i mean it was absolute madness they had mages no no okay well that's good ivan was there ivan who's ivan ivan bloodfeather the oh bloodfeather the yeah. guy oh the one you uh you and your guys helped out yeah well you know, you need. You said that we needed a mage, so I got. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, useful, right? Uh, yeah, useful if you just want to cause total destruction. But you know, it worked out. And then, in the middle of everything, firefight left and right. I think I might have avoided narrowly a couple of shots. I don't know. Zoe's freaking cat called her. I'm not sure I understand. You're saying that Zoe, the girl who did the the computer girl, yeah, her cat called her. That's yes. 
That's what uh that's the like story a, and I'm sticking to it. A feline. Yes. That's um that's a rather talented I know. Animal. It, it disrupted her decking and everything. She had to put you know put it all back together. Matrix wise. I don't know. I'm not a matrix person, obviously. No, I yeah, I get that. That's that's fine. I mean Okay, well maybe she's just unprofessional and you shouldn't work with her again. I mean she got it back together really good. It's just I don't I don't understand how a cat can even bother calling unless it's just like fat pawing, you know, maybe she left her home comma on or something. I yeah, don't know. That's, that's a good possibility. Plus that and Odysseus nearly killed himself after chasing a couple of security goons. What happened? They dropped a grenade on him. No. Oh, damn. Or he fell with a grenade. I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't see it happen. I just saw the aftermath. Are you going to be okay? Yeah. I think so. Parsons and I, we managed to kind of keep him breathing and, more importantly, keep him moving. Yeah. And then I dropped him off with Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. You're going to have to remind me which one that is. Um, I'm pretty sure if you saw his half-slidey-off face, you would remember him. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he was the only one I could think of. I mean, I know some street dogs who are a little bit more legit than that guy. Well, I mean, he hasn't done me wrong. Plus, I was helping him out with some stuff. All right. You know what? I'm not going to question it. What works, what works. Yeah. Anyway, we get through all of that taking out all of the security forces that were just kind of hanging out all in one place. I don't know why they were grouped up like that. I guess maybe they just hang out and play cards all night and get paid for it. I don't know. Anyway, that wasn't even the worst part. Oh, okay. What was the worst part? The worst part was Dr. Friendly. Yeah, yeah, the doctor. We couldn't find anything out about him, so it was just a moot point. I found out plenty. How was he a problem? So Zoe and Gears got eyes on back on the system. Everything was going fine. We knew where the Dr. Friendly's office was. We went into his office. He was there. They take him out. Few quick shots. Easy, right? But you weren't there for Friendly. You were there for the kids. To get Daniel out. Yeah. Um, you remember I just mentioned I was doing some work for Dr. Feelgood? Alright, I'm kind of following you. They used to work together. No shit. Yeah, when they were both all human. (laughs) Wait, both of them? So Dr. Friendly was like some sort of freaky drackhead cyborg? No. He wasn't human. Alright, go back. Continue. Yeah. Dr. Feelgood wanted me to pull Dr. Friendly's research. Steal it all, erase the originals, destroy them. Actually, is how he put it. Because he only needed the copies so he can peruse and see what Dr. Friendly has done with his stolen research. So he's just stealing it back, apparently. I mean, is that a problem for me to do two jobs in one place? No, no, of course not, no. I mean, maximize your options. Okay, good. Just making sure. uh, I mean, I don't want to step on your toes with... You know, my own stuff. No. No, Sonny, it's fine. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's great. There's probably a lot of pay data in that, too. Yes. Did you get a chance to copy it? Maybe... No. 
Oh, you're, you're pulling a good, good Samaritan act. Too. I don't think that this stuff needs to get out to more than more people. You don't think the crazy doc is uh, gonna share it? No. Okay. I don't. So, we take out Doctor Friendly. Zoe's getting all of the data off of there for me. Everything's going fine, and then he stands up again. Dr. Friendly. How the hell did he do that? I have no idea. But he's not a human anymore. He's some sort of weird dragon hybrid thing that's just massive, all of his... It's like one of those anime shows where the person transforms into some sort of hideous beast, you know? like, And then they try to attack you. It was almost exactly like that. That's weird. Yeah. Um, if Ivan hadn't been there, we would have been dead, for sure. Wow. Okay, well, uh, I'm speechless. Continue. The guy comes up rising like a phoenix, except he was a dragon. Thing. Man. And then Ivan just steps up and sends a bolt of lightning through him. I've never seen anything like it. If he's throwing out power like that, so surprised he got picked up. Yeah, you gotta be careful about that. You gotta pull your punches just right. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of magic draws a lot of attention and witnesses. But we found Daniel. Great. Yeah, and a bunch of other kids. Oh. They didn't take to us very well. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think... Did you have to hurt any of them? I think most of them thought it was some sort of training mission. Uh-huh. Yeah. I convinced Daniel to come with us, and then the rest of them just turned on him. So, it was really frustrating. I don't know if we would have, or how we would have gotten them all out of there, but, you know, if they had wanted to come, I would have found a way. It sounds like a lot of babysitting at that point. Well, they're just kids, so... Yeah. Damn shame. So instead... We had to keep them from raising more alarms and doing damage, and so... (sighs) I'm not going to say I was happy to do it, but they were alive when we left. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Can I I be honest with you for just a... Sure. This whole experience was really... It was really overwhelming. From the way you describe it, I would have to say it sounds pretty overwhelming. Yeah, you know, it's because I, I thought that I could handle doing a bigger job, having a bigger team. I guess, I guess you know, after all, everything was over, I really wondered why the rack you even picked me in the first place. Um, well... I mean, other than an excuse to take me out to dinner. I, I'm not going to... Uh, you know what? You're really... You're really something <laughs> with that. Look, since we're being honest, I was looking for somebody relatively low-key. Somebody who was unknown. That showed a lot of potential. And of the jobs you've done, they were pretty successful. Uh, you see, I, I need... I'm looking to, I'm looking to retire. Retire? Yeah. And so, I need to find a replacement. 
A replacement for what? Okay. Um, I kind of wanted to hold off to tell you this. I'm part of a very exclusive group called the Enclave. They work quietly with each other and many fixers, runners, Johnsons, to find jobs, to move jobs, to make sure the right people land for a job. Imagine it's a very large room filled with shadowy individuals quietly bartering work around. I have a job here, this guy has a job there. We pool our resources. Resources can be guns. Resources can be places to hang out. Resources can be people, runners, contacts, fixers, Johnsons. It keeps it out of the eyes and the hands of the corpse while being discreet enough that no one really knows each other's names. And uh, I've made a really large investment into the Enclave. I intend to retire soon. And the position that I currently hold needs to be filled. I've paid a lot of money into it, and the time hasn't run out just yet. It would be a waste to just leave the spot vacant. Plus, uh, it's kind of like an honorary thing to make sure someone replaces you, somebody you can feel can do the job. So, you want me to replace you in this enclave? But you, since we are being honest, it's not just you. There was, there's other people who are trying to fill my spot, too. So uh, it's a little bit of a, a competition amongst people. There's only so many seats in the Enclave. It's a rule. Not supposed to talk about the number of seats until the person gets in and you get the seat. It's, uh, it's stupid, really. So why me? Oh, um... You were better at keeping people from getting info on you. I mean, what I found was minimal. Well, it, it must have been enough to get you interested. What, what did you find? Oh, you know, there was the, there was the uh, a data retrieval you did and uh, missing persons in, uh, out on an island. A doctor, I do believe. Uh, <laughs> really? Those are the two? Yeah, it's the only ones that were listed in the Enclave. <laughs> what? What's so funny? I just, I think that it's funny that you're basing your judgment call on stealing porn and being in the wrong place at the right time. When I ran my algorithm on the Enclave system, you popped up with the highest percentage of success rate. My algorithm, the person who programmed it, the information, the data, I can't say that it... Wait a minute. Porn run? You stole porn? Yeah. That's a weird one. <laughs> it was really strange. It's... Uh... Oh, one of those uh, trids where you can experience it. BTLs, kind of. Oh. Well, oh. it wasn't supposed to be that way, but they make it one way. And then, you know, you take the data and you give it to the guy and then he fixes it up so it can be a little more realistic. Yeah. That's what he, yeah. That's what he wanted. 
It was mad. It was. I didn't know it at the time until we got the data and I realized what we were stealing. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that was funny. And then the other one, I mean, it was an accident. We were supposed to find this doctor. Turns out this doctor is causing a whole bunch of illness on this island out in, in the middle of, you know, nowhere bay kind of thing. You know, nobody goes there. There's like a small tribe of Amerindians. They were all getting sick. And so we, me and this mage that I was with, his name's Pollux, this dwarf. Not the same guy that we ran with before. He's a lot more low-key and has a lot more going on in his head than I think he would care to admit. That's all right. But he's got the worst luck with machinery. You ever heard of people saying that they got gremlins? Yeah, they are not real. I used to think that until I saw this guy try to work with a comlink. Or anything. A slight, you know, one of the sliding opening doors. Or a car. Or a cred stick, even. I mean, the poor guy has the worst luck with electronics and with machines in general. So, we get there and he's just... (laughs) I don't even know if I should be telling you all this because now you're going to think that I'm really not good for anything. It's too late now. Okay, well, you're committed? I'm committed to this date. (laughs) So, we get out there, we see that they're pumping like this disease ridden filth into like these giant mulcher blower machines so i back him up while he goes in and he just starts messing with the machines there's no magic involved or anything no spell casting from him he's just trying to make them work or not work as the case was and shut them all down by accident (laughs) wow so he broke he shut the machines down permanently. Yeah. Maybe he's just some really good gear tech kind of guy and you just didn't notice it or something. I mean, maybe. I mean, honestly, I I mean, my research and all my education, gremlins don't exist. They're just not a thing. It's a, it's a myth. Okay, well, then... I, you know, and I'm not... I We, we don't need to go into arguing over all, right, fine. all this kind of stuff. All I'm saying is that, you know, if you're basing... It wasn't the only reason. You had resources... You got away from the corpse. You can't deny the fact that you were knee-deep in Horizon mess, and then you got out. And there's nothing. It all disappeared. It all went away. And that's not... I, we all, I, mean, I saw that. That's what my algorithm pulled up. What should have been there was all gone. Oh. And whoever did the cleaning work was really good. And you have this... Uh, that immaculate AI that you have working for you? I mean, resources. So Sonny's going to clam up. What's wrong? I just, uh... I just don't really like to talk about that. Does he realize it's sensitive? I mean, he, well, I mean, he yeah. should realize it. He, the, so, is... you know, after he says that, and he's, uh, Sonny, her expression being very playful and you're like uh, somewhat flirtatious and you know having a good time with describing this whole ridiculous event he's he says stuff about his resources and getting away from the corpse and then sunny completely clams up she loses her smile she turns a lot more sullen a little you know in a way and then um doesn't really quite want to make eye contact at that point 
Okay. Um, I think hearing about this sounds much more impressive and uh, noteworthy than digging up porn. I don't, I don't like... I kind of want to know. Is this going to go into your files and your notes for, to pass along to somebody else later? No. What will pass into the files is that you just did a run. You got the target out. Look, those files, they don't say that much. <laughs> they don't say that it was a data steal to get porn. And they don't say that it was a bunch of people running around shredding machines and diseases. It's a lot simpler than that. That's not something I'm going to share. That's between you, me, and that's it. It's, it's complicated. Okay. You know, after... <laughs> after being freelance for so long, you know, it, freelance is basically what she calls, like, the whole several decades of her life where she just skipped around trying to, like stay ahead of Vitas and dis- natural disasters and, you know, w- places where they're super racist and all sorts of stuff. So she's, so that's what she calls it is, uh, freelancing. <laughs> um, so she says, uh, like, uh, yeah, after being freelance for so long, I thought that I could find, uh, some stability with working through Horizon once I got Back in Seattle, I just I thought that this was where I was gonna be for a long time, and I could have uh, a new opportunity. I had, you know, I could start fresh. I had a new sin, new life, all that. I was, you know, so she'll sit there and she'll kind of tap out on her on the table. You know, I was like, that was maybe twenty years ago. Jeez. Yeah, you know, and for the first five of it you know everything was great you know i was helping people i got to actually use my psychiatry degree for the first time in a long time (laughs) and uh i did a lot of work for you know a lot of the lower end horizon employees the wage slaves yeah and uh and then all the charity cases it's where you go and the people who don't have anything, the sinless, the ones that can't get work, the ones that need something, give them handouts, you know, I worked, it was kind of like what a, I guess you'd call it pro bono work if you were a lawyer or something. Yeah, okay, I get it. Because the company would just use them to write off a little more, you know, for whenever tax season comes around, so it worked out, and I felt like I was really... Making a difference, I guess, is the best way to put it. And I really, I thought that I made a good decision by staying there and... and... What happened? (laughs) New management happened. My department got all new, you know, senior level executives. The kind that trained not to... They're not even fucking doctors. They're businessmen. They're to make executive decisions on their bottom line. And they figured that they could make a little more new by, you know, turning my patients into guinea pigs for big pharma. 
there's a lot of companies that Horizon works with, you know, for all of their pharmaceuticals. They pull them here, they pull them there, some of them they do in-house, but at this point I just lump them all together. They're all the same. Those guys, Big Pharma, they tell these new business executives what pills they want to test, and then they come to me and they tell me who gets what and how much, regardless of their condition, regardless of whether or not they need it, just so that they can get more money out of everyone. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So how did everything start falling apart? It didn't really fall apart for a while. You know, I'd, <laughs> I have a friend. Um, we've known each other for years now. He's actually one of my patients. And uh, I helped him out of a pretty tight spot when I first started working uh, at Horizon. You know, psychologically speaking, I guess you could say. And then... Um, when I told him what was going on, he decided that he wanted to give me a way to, I guess, hit back a little bit. So I took it. I uh, started cooking up my books, you know, my stock, and the they would give me pills to give to somebody else, and I would pass them along to him. And he would make sure I got the ones that I needed if... I wasn't being provided them at my office for the, my, you know, my patients that needed them. And, uh, it worked out for a really long time. Like, maybe seven, seven years, I think. <laughs> so, that be, with all things being considered, it lasted a lot longer than it probably should have. And I think most of that's thanks to Nancy. She stays on top of things so well. Better than I ever could, that's for sure. But it it all comes back to you in the end, especially when you have, you know, your corporate overlords breathing down your fragging neck all the time. So they found out, however they do. And, uh, yeah, I, um, I got in trouble. I'm not talking slap on the wrist, demotion, you're fired kind of trouble. I was in some serious dreck. They were looking to, uh, throw the book at you. Yeah, I was, I was going to their prison. Horizon's got a court prison? Yeah. Damn. They've got everything. Yeah, everything's in-house. Judge, jury, executioner. Yeah. What happened? Well, Nick, he, uh, he found out. I think Nancy got a message to him, told him what was going on. He raided my office to get all of my stuff and her out of there. And, uh, then, uh, a couple weeks later, when that was being transferred, he, uh, oh, uh, yeah, he got me out, too. Damn. Yeah. This guy, one of your patients went and broke you out of jail. Yeah. And uh, stole all your uh, drac from your office. Wow. You must be crazy. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I know he's one of your patients. I don't, I don't know him. 
And I shouldn't say stuff like that. It's not okay. But I'm just saying, that's some pretty serious stuff. I mean, does he have a thing for you? It's not like that. I mean, it probably could have been, but it's not like that. No. Oh, okay. Not, like, you know... Like, that doesn't... It doesn't... I, that doesn't are, matter. Are you jealous? No. No, I don't get jealous. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Good, because that was like eight years ago. We've known each other longer than that, so... We're family. Okay. Family. Yeah. But, yeah, he got me out, and he took care of cleaning up my official record, cleaned up my sin, and uh, made sure that I got my new office set up. I mean, it was already set up before, but it was just with him and a few other people that I would go see there. But he got it set up really nice, got got Nancy's... You know, hardware installed in there, put all of the security measures in place. I mean, everything. So I wouldn't get caught again. By the way you describe him, I should have hired him instead. (laughs) No, no, um, I didn't mean to offend if I did. This guy sounds like a really great guy. And I'm glad you have him around to help out. So that just goes back to me talking about your resources. You have plenty of really good resources. So, yeah, I think my algorithm worked. (laughs) So, um, I mean, this Nick guy, very useful, and so is Nancy. So, yeah, resources. Which makes me want to ask another question. Your computer program, your AI, she's, uh, she's really rather old and classy. She's a a (laughs) Fuji. And uh, Fuji isn't around anymore. And their AI program, which I know very little about, but the person that I work with, I should say people, the... Your team? My team. Yeah, I have a team too. (laughs) My team, when they investigated and looked at your AI, was incredibly impressed. How did you pull that one off? I mean, was it a a data steal for that, too? No. No, I used to work there. That was, like, some time ago. Yeah, it was a few years ago. Why? Yeah, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. I mean, you just... You don't look that old. But, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, well, it's true. I don't. How did you actually end up at Fuji? Uh, well, it was my uh, first attempt in a in a really long time to to try to settle down a little bit. I worked in I, you know, Japan. They didn't mind elves, so I stayed there. Worked in just outside of Tokyo at one of their offices, and uh, I did some psychiatry work. And actually, was part of their main hospital, and so was uh, Nancy. Oh, really? Yeah, she... How long, how long were you there? Oh, I don't know, 10 years. Maybe a little longer. It was uh, it was a really strange time because, you know, the there was a lot of turmoil going on in Fuji and, you know, several of the other companies. You know, this 
Renraku or something. Yeah. Yeah. This was a long time ago. I can't remember. Uh, that, was a, that was a mess. But yeah, it was a, it was a weird time. These, the heads of the company, they all wanted their little piece and they all wanted to steal the secrets, you know, and if they couldn't have them, then no one else could. And so when the when Fuji broke apart, there was a there was a lot of lot that went down that nobody talks about anymore. And I got away with Nancy, and um, yeah. What were you doing before Fuji then? Traveling. Oh, that was the freelance time. Yeah. Yeah. What did that? What was all that about? I mean. Where'd you travel to? I stayed in Germany for a while. Italy. Northern Italy. Close to the mountains. It was really nice there. Went over into Soviet states. Yeah? Yeah, that didn't last very long, though. (laughs) They have a very strange mentality over there. And I just, I couldn't keep up with it very regimented and everyone has their parts of play in society and whew you know you think the corps are bad over here just no one even yeah no one even thinks outside of the lines so I couldn't stay there very long and uh to India I stayed in down in Australia for a little while until things got a a little too crazy with the mana storms just tearing the entire continent up and a lot of it was staying ahead of Vetus. Vitas. I don't know how you would pronounce it. Uh Vetus. Vitus? Vitus. Vitus. Yeah, I call it Vitus. Yeah, well So it depends on where you're at. I know down in Australia they have a weird way of saying it. Yeah. And I was mostly trying to stay alive for a good number of years. You didn't know. You you never knew if you were going to make it from you know one month to the next. It was it was pretty bad. And you know by the time I came back here, you know it was everything was broken apart. And it was uh it was hard to find a place to settle down. I mean, I, you there was no way I could go down into a as it land. At least not by myself. You gotta go with like a vacation group or something. <laughs> go with people you know and people you trust because they might be the only ones looking out for you. But I made a lot of good friends, I think. Well, friends for the time being and um I uh I learned some skills that helped Nick out when we were doing our Robin Hooding. <laughs> You were hooding? That's what he called it, yeah. Oh, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, that's kind of how I paid him back. A lot of it's a blur. Yeah. That is uh, it was a... It was an adventure. It sounds like it. I'm Look, if I ask too many questions, I apologize. But, uh, uh. you know, I kind of feel better about... My decision and the way everything turned out. I think you did just fine on the run. You shouldn't... uh... Well, we all lived. Yeah. And we got the kid. Yeah. So... 
Now we just got to sit and wait for the payment, and uh, that's about it. It's a babysitting job now, which I'm going to take care of. I've got specialists, highly trained specialists, that will uh, make sure he'll be fine. Okay. So, uh, how about that book? Which book? Well, I mean, I got some of my older books, but I just recently found an older copy of The Art of War by Sun Musun. The Art of War? Yeah. I mean, it's not romantic, but it's an older book. It was handwritten. No. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's really nice. It's got a bamboo cover to it and everything. Huh. I don't, I, you know, do you, you read um, Squiggly Lines? Cursive? No, no, no. Calligraphy? No, no. Yeah, this is, uh, I, I can't read it because it's, uh, it's all in, uh, Chinese. It's written in Chinese. Yeah, I can't read that. We might have to get an interpreter. Yeah, there's an app for that. You know, you just, uh, turn the phone on and, uh, it auto-translates. It does? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like standard with, uh. All sorts of comlinks. Oh, I guess I just never turned that on. Yeah, it's a... Did you just, like, take a, f- a photo and then it translated? Or it translated, you just, like... It just autumn. Yeah, right then and there. No does way. Does it talk to you? I mean, if you wanted to. I'm pretty sure you can buy a comlink that does that. But, uh... And most of them don't. I mean, if you got a Metalink, you'll be lucky if you... <laughs> uh... So you want to go... Yeah. Interpret a book? Yeah. That sounds like a funny evening. And that's all? Well, uh... Well, uh, no. I mean... <laughs> we can, uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think how smooth he wants to move into this one. I don't think he's very smooth. I don't think so either. Not like, not like um, Nick. No. <laughs> GM cat approves. I'm sure we could think of other things to do than sit around using your com to translate a book. Trollface, sorry, it can be seen on Terence's face, an ounce of confusion, as he's trying to figure out exactly what she's hinting at. The look of confusion begins to compound on Trollface's face. Terence is unwittingly stumbled into something and is lost in translation of what Sonny is trying to explain to him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did you have in mind? So Sonny leans forward, her leg brushes up against his under the table, and she, uh, her hand... Traces up his arm and rests on his shoulder for a second. And then she says, well, I'm sure we could think of something. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get your coat. <laughs> At this point, our two patrons of the small Turkish restaurant gather their things and shuffle out into the Seattle rain. To go read a book. Yeah. That's what they call it these days. Actually, 
Which we'll is kind of that the go readable part. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to find it. It's all good. <laughs> for listening to the original box set Shadowrun podcast. We'll have more character background episodes available in the coming weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out our actual play videos of the original box set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal and Trust Me, the whole song's pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal track original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to original box set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with original box set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.